one and all once again. I think for the first time in 2016, <laughs> to a new episode of Do Wilden. Uh, we That's have, sad. We have had we, we, need, we need to change that. We we do need to work on that, and I guess we can talk about what what what's what's on the cards. Technically speaking, though, I've not actually progressed that fan forward beyond pitching it to you folks. Uh, but yes, I do want to get back into the habit of um, talking video games. I think I, I find, I mean, personally speaking, that. Without this show, I've actually played yes games this year because I don't necessarily need a reason to. <laughs> so it's like, mm. oh, okay. So I can get to that when I need to. Like, I, you know, I'm playing Gears of War and that's a thing. But you know, it's a fun game. Yeah, it's a it's a really fun game. <laughs> but we'll talk about that either later or another time. But as you heard, we I'm joined this week by Martin. Hello. And we have Daniel. And I'm still alive as well. <laughs> So yes, I mean, there was only one thing that you can dust off a podcast to talk about when it comes to video games, and that is the announcement of new hardware. I mean, technically speaking, I guess we could have talked about the Xbox Scorpio or the PlayStation 4 Pro. That's boring. (laughs) I was about to say, those are pretty pretty much beefed up versions of the systems we already have. Um, I guess guess real quick, though, what are your thoughts on... Like, the PS4 Pro, I thought was... I mean, that was just kind of a letdown of a press conference for me. Because, um, oh, yeah. like, it's like an hour, what was it, an hour, hour and a half of them talking. Like, literally, it was just them, them talking about the hardware. There was no real game announcements to go along with it. And, like, most of the stuff they were talking about, you actually couldn't see if you didn't have the equipment for... Even if you had the equipment, like, it's streaming at 30 frames per second. So you're not getting into 4K resolution at home. Well, the stream wasn't in HDR, and the stream wasn't in 60 FPS. So, the, you know, they could, they're just showing us games, if, then we can't see the benefits to the hardware. Yeah, so they're you know, talking If about you're it. in the room, then great, but most of us are not in the room. Yeah, so they're talking about it, and like, oh, but here's what it looks like with HDR. I'm like, what am I supposed to be seeing right now? And yep. it's it, nothing to see. <laughs> And then they, they dropped everything on YouTube afterwards, but it's like, we went through this press conference, and it's just kind of so defeating. And it's the same thing, I think Microsoft and Sony, I think, personally, both did the same stupid thing, which is announcing, oh, we have a new version of our current system, but we also have a better version of our current system coming out later on. And they did it at yeah. the same time. <laughs> But to be fair, though, the, the differences between the PS4 and the Slim are very minor, especially even compared to the Xbox One and the Xbox One S. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still... PS4, original PS4 owners still get HDR, which is great if you own a HDR TV. Um, not otherwise, I guess. Yeah, yeah that, I guess, again, that was... And, and, if you, and if you own a TV with HDR, wouldn't you rather just have a Pro anyway? I mean, uh, I I don't, I don't know. know. Is there even an, a, a TV that has HDR and it's not 4K? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I okay. Because guess... I looked, I looked, and there's not. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see what comes of this in November when the system comes out. But yeah, I was kind of like, um, especially the Microsoft one, just because it's like at the start of the press conference, it's like here's the Xbox S. And at the end of the conference, oh, we also have a brand new version of this coming out next year, so stay tuned for that. It's like, you just kind of killed any hype that thing had an hour and a half ago. Um, Especially we... considering consoles are supposed to be resistant to obsolescence. Yeah, and that, and then and the way and then they make it obsolete in the in the same hour and a half period, you know? 
Yeah, and it's also weird that they both, um, like, you know, both of them have made it a kind of, like, all your games will work on, like, all games will work on both versions of these consoles. So it's even, like, so what you're going to end up with is either really half-ass 4K gaming, or you're going to end up with games that run on your Xbox One or your PlayStation 4, but run, you know, kind of janky compared to the Scorpio or the Pro versions. But I think they've also been really bad with the messaging when it comes to like I mean yet now talking about uh, the PS4 Pro PS4 Pro in in how your games benefit when you don't have a 4K TV. It, it I think that has been all over the place. And yeah, and, and usually also, Sony this generation have been good about the messaging and they completely fucked it up with the um, and and, you know, and it doesn't seem like they are going to change that. It's like the games will have like a sticker on it. This supports the pro, but it will not say in what way. And apparently, in what way it is supported, depending on the real resolution, can widely change from game to game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and, and I think the most interesting thing about the PS4 Pro is what it doesn't have. I mean, Microsoft have been capitalizing on the fact that it has no yeah. 4K Blu-ray support. Like, yeah. Sony was the company that introduced Blu-ray, for God's sake. Why doesn't it support 4K Blu-rays, even if they are, like, a niche product? I, 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 and, I, mean, I mean, it's already a console they are reintroducing at the launch price of the PS4. So, yeah. I mean, the couple of cents it would have cost them to add that other drive, I think yeah. they could have gone there. And they wouldn't have been given Microsoft free marketing points, you know? Yeah. What can you do? But, uh, and I guess um, one more piece of hardware we want to I want to touch on before we get to the I guess main event. Um, either one of you experienced PlayStation VR yet? I I, no. I I talked about it last year from Gamescom. It's is what I played PlayStation yeah. VR. <laughs> I, I, I and I, I like the headset. I like the headset, and and it worked fine for me from when when I played it. But it was also in a dark small room, so I have no idea what how it actually works in the real world. I was also going to say, it's so weird because as of the time of this recording, it's only been out about a week and a half and I feel like there's like no real discussion about it. Like there's no... That's VR in general. Yeah. It's yeah. not just a PlayStation VR, it's VR in general. Sales for VR on PC are flatlining. Well, so... it's expensive as fuck. And well, there are yeah. no games for it. And there are or, game or no real in the games UK... There are game stores in the UK that are charging five pounds for ten minute demo. <laughs> yeah, that I, I saw that this morning. I'm like, how? I mean, I guess it benefits them because it's like someone is like, oh, I want to see this, so I'll give you ten. But like, I feel like if I was Sony or Oculus, I'd be so pissed off because it's another. But it's against a license entry. agreement. <laughs> it's against a license agreement. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but even inside, again, it's another barrier of entry. Like you said, it's it's cost prohibitive. But there's also, like, it's so difficult to model VR in open spaces that if people have it in stores, you would think you'd make it as easy as possible and not charge people. And it's not even like you get, a t like, five minutes for, like, ten pounds. It's insane. I mean, then you don't know UK game stores. If they can nickel and dime you for anything, they will do it. They do. Yeah, they all, they <laughs> actually do. Uh, we're talking about a company that... Um, Recently, they started selling used phones and stuff because they decided that, that selling video games was not lucrative enough. They sell games at a, at least £10 above RRP if they can get away with it. Um, if you buy uh, online, you get cheaper 
cheaper prices than you do from the stores. It's, there's no reason for those game stores to exist. It's ridiculous. And it sounds like it. They, they don't have a PC section anymore because um, people realised how much they were overcharging and PC players just stopped. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still, I've not been able to try out proper VR. I've tried out a Gear VR because it's the cheapest and most accessible one. But I want to try out a PlayStation VR at some point, but nobody I know in, like, the city has it. So that will be off for a while. That said, um, I guess, like I said, the main event, we had the reveal of a brand new, I guess, hybrid. Part console, part handheld, all Nintendo. Uh, the Nintendo Switch, which I'll start there. What do you folks think of the name? I mean, I the Duo leak, uh, the Duo fake, even. Um, I mean, Switch is it's too generic a word, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I uh, think it's it's bad in the sense it's it's like too on the nose. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said about it. It's like it's like the but I at the same time, and I think this goes for the entire. Uh, the entire Switch reveal, it's like, I feel like they were just trying to make sure they did not repeat any of the mistakes they made with the Wii U. So this mm. is a name that is so on the nose that you can't confuse it for anything else. Like, this is no. a brand new system, the name tells you exactly what it does, but it's so generic for a video game. I yeah. mean, this is... It's, somebody it's, said, just, it's just a word. It's yeah. just a word it, I use for other things, and that's weird. Yeah... And it's a minor point, but somebody said that uh, if you pluralize Switch, is then you, if you put an S in it, then that's just wrong because uh, an E in it, even like because if you normal like a light switch, if you refer to light switches, you put an E in there, right? Yeah. Um, but Nintendo Switches, like, do you put an E in there? Do you not? Like, yeah. It, it, it's a minor point, but it's still a bit weird, you know? It's, and it, it's a minor point, but yeah, like the, my first thought when I heard the name was like, that's it. Uh, and yes, I mean, the Wii U name was weird for a lot of people, but it was distinct. It stood out. Uh, the GameCube, you know, was uh, the GameCube was, as somebody pointed out to me, pretty much on the nose. But it wasn't a common word. Like, game's a common word. Cube is a common word. It literally says the shape of the system, but GameCube was a unique word. Uh, mm, switch yeah. is, you know, it's, it's, you switch all the time. It's a verb. It's also, a noun. <laughs> something I always think about when it comes to Nintendo console names, like how do you shorten it down? You know, you, PlayStation 4, you get PS4, right? How do you shorten down Nintendo Switch, you know? NSW? NS? NS is weird because that's like... Because, I mean, the... people didn't do it for GameCube. They, you know, it was GCN for some reason, you well, know? Because, because of, Ninten- of Nintendo's official documentation, it's not the Nintendo GameCube. It's GameCube Nintendo. It is one of their most bizarre decisions. But, yes, the official abbreviation was GCN. Though most people just shortened it to GC. But, yeah. And, it... an, and an S here in Germany would be a weird shortening because everyone just thinks you talk about Nazis. Yeah, I I don't know. I I assume shorten is people are just it's probably gonna be something like SWI. Um I don't know. 
I'll I, leave that to somebody else. I to don't decide. know. I mean, like, officially, like, I think most people are just going to shorten it to saying Switch or the Switch, um, or end Switch, which I want. Yeah, but yeah, the name is whatever. But it, uh, also to that point, it's actually the first Nintendo console that spares its name since the Nintendo 64. Like I said, it was the GameCube Nintendo, but you know, it was referred to as the GameCube, and the Wii and the Wii U were never Nintendo Wii. Um, the handheld lines have always done it. It's, it's a Nintendo DS and a Nintendo 3DS, but the consoles, it's the first one that bears their name since the Nintendo 64. So I guess they really want to put their name back out there as a brand and not necessarily just, you know, they tried to avoid it with the Wii and the Wii U just because they felt it was kind of poisonous after, you know, the GameCube wasn't that hot of a hit. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, so yes, we got this reveal. Okay, so what do you think of this reveal? this preview trailer concept. I mean, we found out about it Wednesday night that it was going to premiere Thursday morning for me, I guess Thursday even for you folks. Um, and it's a it's a three and a half minute YouTube video that reveals a new concept. As far as I know, it's never been done before. I mean, Why did they use a game on it, a third party game that wasn't confirmed for it? Like, why did they do that? Whoa! Who thought that was a good idea? Because well, okay. it blew up in their face immediately. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's not coming to the, the, the Switch. I think what happens, and I think IGN has an article on this, is literally. I think Nintendo still has all third parties on the NDAs because you have a lot of people saying like we're going to make games for this, but we can't talk about specifics just yet. Like it's literally like I think uh, Bethesda take t- Bethesda, EA, and somebody else literally had the same response. Which is sounded like it was just PR provided to them by Nintendo. I get, I know, I get that, but like, if you're gonna include, people are gonna assume Skyrim is on the thing now. So if Skyrim doesn't happen, well, then I, why? But, but that's what I mean. I think Skyrim will happen. I just think that they can't confirm it because let's get to the whole. But this is Nintendo. If Nintendo were restricting that by embargo or whatever, that's the, it's that's their fault that they that Bethesda can't say yes, it's coming. Oh yeah, I, I agree, if, agree with that. I, and I and and to your point, I honestly think it's stupid. I don't know why. Like, like the whole point of the NX reveal to Switch now was that I was with because you know a lot of people. It's six months until release. It says it's out in March. I went with it because I figured they would skip the whole kind of long, drawn-out thing that we tend to get from companies where it's like, okay, here's the system, we'll talk about stuff at a later date, and then, they, you know, like, nine, six to nine months out, you get games and stuff like that. Then a few months later, you get kind of, like, pricing and release date and on China up and stuff like that. And then you get finalized details, and I'm like, okay, six months out, they're not going to do that. They're just going to do the whole shebang at once. We'll get, you know, we'll get the on China up, we'll get, you know, we'll have games confirmed, we'll have partners confirmed, we'll have the system, the name, and all the price and date and all this other stuff. But no, we literally got the same, here's the system, here's yeah. what it does. None of these games are officially confirmed for this console <laughs> outside of... We don't outside. even know if the thing has a touchscreen or not. Yeah. I even think this was worse, uh, it's, it's a worse reveal than any of the other systems. Usually you had, here's the system, there are at least some games uh, shown. I mean running really on the thing or at least we can assume really running on the thing and, and in this case it's just here's the hardware and kind of how it works without giving too many specifics and that's it yeah. and now you have to wait for more great yes and, and we're the... not gonna wait you're not gonna get any more this year according to nintendo yeah I I, I I still believe that's not true we'll see because i do think if that's the case i think that's really dumb 
because you don't do you don't do this and then go radio silent for two months. Well, especially when it when it's out in six months. Yeah, like it's out at March, and I assume most of us are just going with end of March, even though it might be mid March or whatever. But yeah, you don't do that and just be like, oh, we're not confirming any of these games, and we're not going to talk about anything else about the system for the next two and a half months. That 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 is just terrible marketing. And I mean, you see, I say it's a terrible idea. It's Nintendo though, and we've seen them do worse. So who knows? But Nintendo are explicitly saying we need to do better about communicating this thing, and they're just doing the same thing that they always do. Well, okay. <laughs> but, but back Does to... it have a touchscreen, Nintendo? We're not talking about that. Sorry. Well, okay. We to, need to know. To back it up, and to their credit, and I think that again, as I said, my thesis with the the Switch reveal is that they wanted to do everything opposite of the Wii U. I think their intent, and it works here is to reveal the major point of this system, which is the fact that you can take it anywhere with you. And they did not want to confuse the message in beyond that, with whether it's a touchscreen or not, whether those, the, I hate this name so much, whether the Joy-Cons. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, the most the... 90s name ever. Nobody's going to call them Joy-Cons. Nobody's going to call them Joy-Cons. Nobody. <laughs> but, uh, the, hey, sure... hey, remember the Guncon? Is is this another Nemco controller? Oh. Have I traveled back in time? <laughs> but, but yes. <laughs> Nobody knows if the Joy-Cons have motion in them. Rumors point to it being a touchscreen, and rumors point to that being motion-controlled. But I think with them just kind of ignoring it, it kind of, you know, like, it kind of halts any comparisons to the Wii U or the 3DS or anything like that. And I think their like their main thing was to sell like, okay, you can you know like the promise of the Wii U was like you can it was remote, you can take it anywhere. And then you find out it has a range. Like it, it's literally like not even a good range depending on where you live. Like I can't take it beyond my every room because of the walls in this in this place. This is like, oh, you can take it you know, you can take it to walk your dog apparently. That's what you do when you play video games. Um you can take it to the airport. You can take it to the hoops. Um, you can. I don't. I mean, honestly speaking, some of the examples in there were weird, but I get what they were going for. <laughs> so, in that sense, I thought the reveal worked. And like, okay, we're going to focus on the main feature of this system and nothing else. I just well, they're not though, because the main features are like. Does it have a touchscreen or no, not, I, you know? I don't, I don't think that's the main feature, because I think to them, and I honestly do believe this will have a touchscreen, because I think we're in a generation now. Well, beyond that point, honestly. If it has a if it has a screen and you can't touch it, I don't know what's the point of having a screen. Like, my, you know, I have, like, a four-year-old nephew who, who comes over and he messes with my TV because he thinks it's touchscreen, because everything he uses has a touchscreen. So I, I, I've seen that as well. <laughs> Yes, I can't imagine re- releasing a device with a touch screen, with a screen in 2017, and not making it touch. I just, I just like all the all Nintendo needed to do was release the um, the trailer that they did, and then just say yes, it has a touch screen. Yes, the Joy Cons are motion controlled. Um, you know, it supports up to four Joy Cons at once, and that's it. You know, like if they just said that. You know how how are we going to interact with this thing? You know, because that's the main thing that you need to know about a games console is how are you going to interact with it? And, and like I said, I think their point was selling this main point. 
to your credit, I actually, I actually am a fan of that, uh, because I do think it's nice to leave people wanting more, leave people like wanting to know more about the system, which kind of keeps interest in the back of your head. The problem with that, to the point we were making before, you can't go two and a half months without following up on some of these questions, because then people yeah. are just gonna not care about the answers. So, I don't know. I just like they, they gave us about seventy-five percent of what we needed to know at the start, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but and this and this and this and this is the other point I'm going to make, and I kind of write an article on part of this as well, is that if this was a normal console reveal, I would completely be in agreement with you. But the fact that this is only three and a half minutes. It was beneficial to my time. Like, if this was them going through an hour and a half press Well, I mean, let's make they, it they five can... minutes and answer the questions. But no, but, but, but they but, don't uh, even have to put that I'm in the video. Saying... They can just put it, put, I, I, put I, the information in the press release, and then that. IGN and stuff can post that for them. I get that, but I guess coming from a movie background, well, not a movie background, but a movie fan, you put out a teaser trailer, you get, you know, you get people peaked, you get their interest peaked, and you kind of like, what's going on, what's happening. And then you do a second a follow-up trailer, and you know you get more details, you get more razzle dazzle, and I think that's what they're going for here. It's a very condensed marketing scheme, and I do think that there are a lot of questions unanswered, and a lot of them good questions. Um, one, I you know some of that stuff, a lot of the messaging outside of this video has kind of been murky. Like you said, they noted that they won't reveal anything else for the remainder of the year. I think there's an article on IGN where like they don't know if it comes with the the droid grip. I hate these names so much. And I make it, it how can it not come Wait, is that the thing that you plug the Joy-Cons into to make it a, a controller? Yeah. Okay. So I make I I don't get that. Like if you don't come with that, like, is it why, why aren't they calling this I don't know a controller shell or something like that? Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Like cuz then it's just the, like the default controller is the two Joy-Cons. And as much as I'm all, all on board for having broke, ha, uh, broken controllers, I love the fact that you can you don't have to have your hands together. Like I do think most people want that shell, if nothing else, for keeping it safe so they don't lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be weird for it not, to, and I can't imagine that would add too much to the cost. Um, because yeah, I, I, and again, even if you travel, like you want that controller, you want that controller shell, you don't want to. Buy the system, buy the Joy-Con, you know, and then have to buy, I assume, a portable charger separately because God knows the battery life won't be anything on that thing. Uh, if Nintendo are smart, what they'll do is they'll sell two SKUs, one of them more oriented towards portable people and one of them with the whole shebang. Well, um, I, I think the problem with that, well, I mean, I guess they could just sell, like, the, I don't even know the proper name. Uh, I guess the actual what? screen is the, the uh, Switch and the th- other thing is just the dock. Yeah, that's that's what they're saying anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can just sell that for, like, you know, like I I'm assuming the price for this will be like three hundred bucks. If you sell like if you sell the like a three like a three DS and sell it for like two hundred bucks as a standalone handheld or whatever, that could work. And then you can piecemeal. Because my general my general take on Switch is that the, as a three DS owner and not a Wii U owner, as I don't do Nintendo home consoles. This is great for me because I get another Nintendo portable that's going to be way better than the 3DS was um, and uh, you know and, and if there's like Splatoon which is a more home console oriented game on it even better you know um, perhaps for Nintendo Wii owners and people 
for Nintendo home consoles, this isn't such a great deal. But for me, I, somebody like I don't me, know. if I it's can just, buy this it, portable version of it, well, I will do that. See, it, it's, I think it's, it's beneficial to both ends because if you're a Nintendo console owner, like you're gonna, like if you compare the support that like the 3DS gets compared to the Wii U, you're gonna, you're you're going up a knife with game support. Like you know, you can see the next Monster Hunter, you can see the next Ace Attorney, you can see the next Fire Emblem, you can see the first kind of console Pokemon game going on a home console which you've not really had in about 10 years um like you said as a if you're a predominantly handheld owner you get one you get a huge step up from the 3ds as far as um you know capability goes and you get a lot of um games that you probably wouldn't get like you know we've had zelda games on handhelds but we've never actually had like a proper original 3d zelda game um Mm -hmm. i guess I guess Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass kind of count. Though those were still overhead isometric 3D games. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, I let let me say something though. You said 300 bucks for this thing. Let yeah. me say, I think at 300, it's too much. Really? Yep, 250. It has to be 250. 250 max. I I don't see. Yeah, I, I don't totally agree. I mean, I, I because don't, because I don't, it's it's not going to be a PS4. On a exactly. tablet, it can't be right. And if you buy, if you price it at three hundred dollars, somebody is going to say, "If I want a tablet, I can buy an iPad for less than that." Yeah, and and, and that's not kiddo. So no matter how portable this thing is, it will primarily still be a home console, just because of the rumors what we hear about what the battery life actually is, which, by the way, is three hours, probably less. Well, I mean, and I think this is a conversation, and this is a conversation that happens time and time again with stuff. At some point, battery tech has to evolve. Like we've been stagnant in battery tech. Like Boy, the the thing is, is that like batteries are really hard. You know, yep. I'm sure if Apple could have made their batteries better, they would have done that. I'm not blaming Nintendo. Know, for, I'm, not, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not. I'm just saying that means it's probably still primarily a home console. Uh, and at 300, I don't think Nintendo has a chance at 300 against these other consoles. I don't... See, I think... Well, we'll see. Then, no, Earl! Huh? These consoles, you can get them for 200 at this oh, point. No, no, I get and this that, thing, but... it's not going to compete with them. And, and, that's, and I was going to get to that point, but that's the, the oh, Nintendo talking point, is I don't necessarily think they're competing with them. Like, they are competing with them because it's the same market and stuff like that. But I do think it's them trying to kind of expand their base and I think in their in their heads it's not necessarily about beating PlayStation or beating Microsoft it's about kind of building of course, an audience it's not about beating them because they can't they can't to be yeah. honest and that's what but, I'm saying but the thing is mean, the, the thing is, is if it's 300 it's another Wii U yeah and, and, and that's the, the, problem. the problem with the Wii U the problem with the Wii U is it was a second rate product at a first-rate price. There's nothing wrong with having a second-rate product, but you have to have a second-rate price at the same time. Yep. I, I, I mean, we will see. I still think... I mean, in my head, I'm going with 300 as the entry price. They might try to skim it down to 250 by taking out some of this stuff. But, um, I mean, I mean, yes, okay, comparison sakes. Um, from what we've seen of this spec sheet, this is very similar to the NVIDIA Shield TV which is pretty much, I guess, the same type of chip setup. They're just using a custom one. And that runs for 200 bucks. And those things don't sell very well. They don't sell very well. 
but uh, I, my, my point wasn't necessarily the comparison in that regards, but my comparison was more of the chipset and like that's kind of you know their base price. So you add in a screen and it, I can see 250. I'm still going with 300. Anything higher than 300 though, I don't. The shield has the, the shield has a screen, doesn't it? No, yeah, it's not the shield TV. The shield TV the... is a little box. There is a shield oh, tab. Oh, shield TV. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Which I earned this week. Fun fact, because I actually am picking up a Shield tablet. I did not realize the Shield <laughs> tablet and the Shield TV shit names. So I went to Best Buy. I'm like, oh, I want the Nvidia Shield. They, and, you know, I pay. For, it's the, it's the same price and everything. I pay for. I get home. I'm like, huh? Why does this come with a controller and a remote? I'm like, oh, this is their 4K gaming device. So, um, I I think that. If Nintendo have a £200, just to sort of localize it for people who might be listening in the UK, if they have a £200, $250 portable-only version, that could do all right. And then if they say it's $50 for the dock uh, on top of that, then that might do fine. Um, I, I do think... I don't that know. would be like extreme worst-case scenario that I do it could think, work. I do think they should. I mean, I think they should need to sell the... Um... The device separately. Well, I mean, they they could buy they could have a three hundred dollar package that has the thing and the. Yeah, but I meant like just you know like just some of the stuff they showed where it's like, if other people can have it, like I'm okay with having a home console. But yeah, I get the point. Like there are some people who will probably just want it as a handheld, and it's probably easier for parents to not have to buy the same thing three or four times at three hundred bucks, to just have like a a core model which is just like. 200 bucks and it's just the system with Joy-Cons and you're good to go. Sure. I, but I still think they're not going to do that. It's the home console and I don't think they're going to sell it separately. No, I don't think they will. I mean, not to start again, if you want to go... If you want to go back to the Wii U comparison that I keep on making, I think they're going to have one skew because they don't want to confuse people with the, you know, the core and the basic or whatever. What was the Wii called? It was the basic and the premium? I don't remember. I, I, I feel like it was on the market so long, no, so short, nobody actually remembers that there were two <laughs> models of the Wii. The white and the black one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. Uh, okay. So I, I mean, okay, going back to that, and I, you know, I'm always a fan of controllers. That's always been my takeaway. I do like how flexible the controllers are. We see them in the, yeah. we see them in the Joy Grip. You can put them on the device, and it doubles as a handheld. You can take them apart, and they act as their own, uh, you know, their own dual analog setup. You can turn them sideways, and they act like very, 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 very tiny NES controllers. <laughs> The ones that come with the uh, the family computer <laughs> the, the, plug-in TV thing. Have you yeah. seen how small they are? Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I think that was one of those cases where people are like, these are for kids. I'm like, yes. Because I don't think my hands... My hands don't even really like the NES controller that much because it's kind... Well, it's, uh, uh, the box shape was really strange in hindsight. But yeah, that, was, that thing looks really confusing. And four face buttons in the analog stick, your hand's just controlling the entire device. Yeah. I also don't see anybody playing NBA that way, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not at a basketball court. 
I mean, <laughs> I had this discussion with a friend. I don't think anybody's going to do that at a basketball court, but I have friends who do that. Like, they'll play basketball, and they'll come back in, and, like, you know, like they'll talk trash, I bet you can't beat me in 2K, and they'll fire up a game. That happens. I don't think anybody does it exactly at the basketball court, though. <laughs> the same but way so I... far, no one has been able to. <laughs> yeah. Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> The same way I don't think anybody plays Mario Kart before they actually go go-karting. Um, and, I mean, again, personally speaking, I'm sure you two are the same. If I'm playing a single-player game, I'm not looking out the, na- the window at my neighbors to see if they want me to come over. All <laughs> uh, oh, my friends want me to come <laughs> over. Wait, I'm gonna have to take my game with me. <laughs> Okay, again, that happens, but it's not like they're across the street. It's like, oh, I'm going to play some friends. Let's we're going to play. No, no, game. I'm going to play my single player game while I'm with my friends. <laughs> don't, don't you don't do that? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, as somebody pointed out, you know, this this commercial features mostly young adults and stuff like that. But a lot of the things they're showing is stuff kids would do. Because like the thing with the Mario Kart in the back of the van, I'm like, adults won't do that. But you give that to a parent who has kids going on vacation, and they want that to keep those kids quiet for yeah. four hours. I'm not mocking the concept. The concept oh, no, I'm, not mo- I'm, just, I'm, just mock- I'm not mocking the concept. It's just funny because as adults, we're like, who does that? But it's like, yes, those scenarios are for people who are like 10 who have the time to go over to their friend house to play video games. And not like, I just came back from work. I'm going to play two hours of Super Mario Brothers. You folks do whatever you're doing on that rooftop. Because you can afford a rooftop apartment. Um, actually, you can afford an apartment on your own. I mean, kudos to you. I'm just bitter. <laughs> 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 um, I guess, you know, we kind of touched on this beforehand. And I guess, well, it's weird because you can't really say anything because they're not confirmed. But, you know, the, the trailer featured five games. It featured Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is the only game we officially know is coming to this system from that five it featured skyrim it featured nba i assume nba 2k 17 but yeah it was an nba game it was was nba 2k 17 someone else who actually is familiar with these games confirmed it's 2k 17 but i think they put it up as like nba generic title or something like that uh like you know websites start taking pre-orders and stuff like that um we saw mario kart and we saw splatoon so, from the looks of it, Splatoon and Mario Kart are enhanced ports of the Wii U versions. Yeah. I... Mario Kart, people only think that because they saw Boo as King, a driver. Yeah. King Boo, and that's not someone you can usually use in Mario Kart 8. But and Splatoon, otherwise... it was like... It looked like Mario Kart 8. It was like, oh my god, these characters have pants on, you know? Like, well, no, they had they had different hairstyles too. Thank you. you know, if you're going to take that as a confirmation for new content, then you know, okay. Yeah, I mean, but I was going to say the other thing with Mario Kart is if it seems, it features that the fact that you can have two items at once, which I'm pretty sure isn't something that you can do in eight. Like, I know there's a double dash feature, but I feel like it was featured in one other Mario Kart game. Or the ability for you to drag like items to drag behind you were a thing in a few games. Seven allows you to do that, yeah. Yeah, but eight doesn't. Um, 
So I think those were the two big changes. And Platoon was mostly just the, the it, it, you know, just, I think people said the map might have been new and the hairstyles were different. So it's, you know, it's new content. But I do think it's smart. And this is a double standard because, you know, I'm not usually a fan of remasters or whatever. Um, I would say the biggest exception to this would be the fact that the Wii U already sells like 10 million copies. So if you do the math, most of this world's population have never played these games. Well, like I said, if I can buy a, a souped-up Nintendo 3DS that has Splatoon on it, then that's great. You know, I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah, um, the oh, it gives can... me it gives me some reason to buy the thing at launch if it has Splatoon on it at launch. Yeah, and I also think um, one, I don't think they, I don't think they're, I honestly think Splatoon's success caught them flat-footed. I don't think they expected this, the game to be up the way it did. So I don't necessarily know if they know what to do with a sequel. So they're like, we'll just do an enhanced port for now as we give time to work on a sequel. I would not be surprised if we got a Smash Brothers enhanced port as well, partially because Smash Brothers takes forever to make, um, but also because... And Sakurai doesn't want to do that again, like, this soon. Yeah, and I was also going to say, I think, and I could be wrong, I don't think that the Wii U and the 3DS content ever cross streams. Like, you still have 3DS exclusive content, you still have Wii U exclusive content. So just having one addition with all that content. Yoshi's New Island. Uh, Yoshi, Young Yoshi has uh, exclusive content on 3DS, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think you're going to port that game a third time. <laughs> um, and, and seeing this, and I know Daniel has strong feelings about this as well, I'm surprised that they did a Mario Maker port for 3DS and not held it off for the uh, Switch because it makes a ton more sense on They should have done. They should have done. They could have put online in the fucking game then. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, because I, I would have gone. I would have. I would have been happy with them saying, uh, "No Mario Maker for 3DS. Buy a Switch for it, and it's a full port." I would be fine with that. Yeah, but I, because we're getting a, a gimp port on 3DS, it, I'm not upset. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, personally speaking, I have no interest in the 3DS version. But I don't get the point of that game without online. The whole point of the the mass appeal of that. Game was the fact you can go online and find random courses to try out, or people can share them online and you try out your friends' courses and stuff like that. But yeah, I saw yep. that. I mean, but the thing, and the, the going back to questions unanswered, it looks like when the the switch is docked, the uh, touch screen is off, and as soon as you take it out, the touch screen goes back on. So I'm wondering if you no longer have the ability to kind of, you know, like with the 3DS and the Wii U have two screen, the two-screen experience, like, are you not able to have something on the TV screen and something... I'm pretty different? sure someone already said, like, from the rumor of guys, you can't. And then I think that's an... I mean, I guess there aren't a ton of Wii U games that does that, but Mario Maker is the one that comes to mind just because you can design the map well, and see it in real time. Mario Maker might say, pick up the, contr- pick up the uh, Switch, undock yep. me. Yeah, I, so, I'm, I'm just, but I was curious about that because literally it seems like the system goes into that mode. Like maybe there's a maybe there's a toggle where you can be like, okay, we'll have two screens or whatever. But yeah, that's an odd one. I I do think that getting rid of the second screen entirely is going to be weird. Um, you know, because I see this, and honestly, my first thought is like, I want to see them actually revisit Nintendo and where everybody can have their own screen now instead of like one person being on the control and everybody else watching the TV. Um, well, that might be part of the enhanced sort of multiplayer stuff. But I, 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 I do think I, I and you know, to the, like I said, I'm okay with Splatoon and Mario Kart and Smash Brothers. 
partially because those tend to be once a generation. Well, I mean, Mario Kart and Smash Bros. are once a generation franchises, so it makes sense to kind of get it out early. So you, you know, like you say, you don't app support, but I don't necessarily want to see like everything from the Wii U get an enhanced port on the um, Switch because I do think that at some point you get lazy. I mean, Nintendo N is four years old now. You can do a sequel. <laughs> um, you know. So I, let let me bring up one thing. That I also brought up when the Wii U before the Wii U launched, and it turned out to be true. Um, so from the software we've seen, right, excluding, let's say, um, uh, 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 Zelda and the possible new Mario game, if this thing launches in March. And except for those two games, everything is late ports again. That's not good. Um, I don't think... Okay. I think most third-party games will be late ports just because... What, like, what's out in March next year? I'm trying to think right now as well, but uh, because I don't have like the release dates for the, the first quarter in my head. But I would hope that stuff releases at the same time. Yeah, but I can't even think, like, I mean... According to Wikipedia, right, March of 2017 is Tom Cancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. That's, that's a big Star one. Trek, Star Trek Bridge Crew, which is VR, so that's not happening, uh, and Outcast Second Contact, whatever the hell that is. Oh, I see, oh it's a remake of Outcast. Okay. Well, um, let's say in February is For Honor as well. That would uh, not be too late. Persona it's, 5. February game. Yeah. In February, Sniper Elite 4 in February, um, Nier on February, even though that's only really PS4. Um, of the games early next year, the only one I can think of that they might get would be Resident Evil 7. And that's mm. January, I think. Yeah, Resident Evil January. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, just because of when it's launching, I feel like most games are going to be like, ports in general. But yeah, to your point, it's um, a big problem with the Wii U with a lot of those games. I mean, the, the, I guess the big difference was a lot of the games on the Wii U were just super. Like Batman Arkham's Origins, City, City was like C- what? City nine months. No, it's longer than that. It was like a year or so. <laughs> and I think it's yeah. going to be the same thing. I mean, Skyrim's a weird case because Skyrim is actually getting a remaster th- next, this month. So that would still be six months of a game that's like five years old at this point now. Um, yeah. M- NBA is the same case where, like, you know, we already, 2K's already out. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think, like, the big test won't necessarily be launch. I do think it's going to have to be April. Because I think the thing with the Wii U, remembering in hindsight, is that, like, it was like, okay, eight ports, but, like, you didn't get the game. It that... was late ports, and then it wasn't nothing. Yeah. And that's it, the problem. Then you weren't getting stuff that came out direct. Like, yeah, if this is the same thing, that's the problem. Like, if this doesn't get, like, South Park, I think, is early next year. That would be, you yeah. know, that's a that's a telling sign. I think Saints Row is out next year. Let, let's say if 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 none of the new stuff that comes out from March till May comes out, that's problematic. Yeah, that would be problematic. Let's say it like that. We don't know, but we haven't seen anything that suggests that any of that stuff is coming. Either, but, so. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we haven't really seen anything either way. Yeah. <laughs> which is, uh, which One is, thing that's worth mentioning that 
we haven't spoken about is that BC is out. I'm not surprised by that. Um, I, think... I mean, I, I've been saying for a long time that backwards compatibility needed to go for Nintendo to be able to move on. Yeah, like, true. It's, it's, it's a thing now that backwards compatibility is not a thing anymore. Yeah, and I think, I mean, honestly think, speaking, I think a lot of that was, the, the writing was on the wall, as I say, with the uh, Xbox One and the PS4, that people don't no longer consider it a selling point. Like, you can do it later on through software, well, you can't do it software here. I'm assuming that you might be able to download these games, but yeah, I do think it was one of those things that people have said for a while, because, you know, the Wii was built off the GameCube architect, so it could be backwards compatible, and then the Wii U was built off the Wii architect, which is built off the GameCube architect, so that could be backwards compatible, where this is just a clean break and i also you know we haven't mentioned this yet the game the system does not use disc it uses cartridges which is much needed for something that's going to be portable because discs are sensitive sensitive babies and take it anywhere and they're huge and they're huge i assume they're huge for a space because like i think no i mean no no you i mean like physical size discs are big not only that, but the drive you need to actually run them are gigantic, where you don't need as much yeah. to run a, a cartridge in, in a device. But yeah, it's one of those things. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I know I knew what it was going to be, but I was disappointed because, you know, all the rumors like cartridges, cartridges, cartridges. I was expecting the return of like, the Super Nintendo N64 style cartridges. And not just yeah. <laughs> come on, I, man. I know that was far fetched, but I was like, I wanted those back. I so missed those cartridges. Um, Why? Why I, would you ever miss that? that this, this is 110% nostalgia speaking, because, like, you know, like, it's much easier to... Well, it can't it. make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I'm just saying that that's what I wanted. I'm not saying that was just going to happen, and I knew it wasn't, but in the back of my head, I was hoping I'd hope that we'd get the return of those type of cartridges, um, or I should say game card. Uh, you can't you can't hear me shaking my head, but I am right now. <laughs> okay, just go through the list again. I think For Honor is a game that they need to get. Yep, and uh, I think that's one that's kind of room. I mean, Ubisoft is actually pretty good with um, supporting them. They are better than any company should be because yeah. the amount of time Ubisoft has supported a Nintendo console launch and then got burned by it is ridiculous. Well, I mean, they did really well with the Wii. Uh, the yeah, U. and they they didn't do so well with the 3DS or the Wii U, though. Yeah, I mean, the Wii U was kind of on them outside of Zombie U, um, especially after their whole Rayman thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Injustice, I think, is another big one they should they need to get. I think yeah. their big focus for next year, early next year, should be fighting games, sports games, and shooters. Those are three big genres that they always tend to miss out on. And and that's why I'm saying Ghost Recon Wildlands would be a big one. Yeah. Because that's four-player co-op. It would make sense with, yeah. like, four people playing with full screens and stuff like that. Like, we already saw that they're not, I think, you know, it's, you know, um, I think the company set out they're not getting a Mass Effect Andromeda, which is a big loss. Um, Konami's supporting them, so they might get Metal Gear Survive. I don't know if they want They might that. get a Pachinko Machine. They might get a Pachinko Machine. Um, they're getting the new Sonic game, but that's not a big thing. You know, missing out on Red Dead Redemption, I think, is a huge one. Um, yeah. To be fair, though, PC is missing out on Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We talk about that later. And, and, and going back, I, I think I, I, in the back of my head, 
even though there will be eight ports, I think two or three games they need to focus on going forward is Overwatch. I think they really need to get Overwatch on their system at some point. And that's not a heavy game either. No, it's not a heavy so game. They could do... And I think, okay, uh, in my head, Splatoon is like Nintendo's first successful shooter since GoldenEye. And I think they need to capitalize on being able to get a shooter audience, even if it's not the traditional one. And I think they should work on getting Overwatch, and I think they should work on getting Plants vs. Zombie Garden Warfare. I think those are two games that kind of work with their audience and the aesthetic that's set up by Splatoon. Like, I don't think they're going to tear people away from Call of Duty or Medal of Honor or Battlefield or anything like that. But you can kind of create this, like, I don't, family-friendly shooter atmosphere with Splatoon, Overwatch, Spans vs. Zombies, stuff like that. Um, I think Rocket League is another game that they really need to get, they really need to have day and date, like, what the system. And I think that's an easy one to kind of give exclusive content to because they have a huge, they have several racing franchises. They could have F-Zero stuff in there, they can have Mario Kart stuff in there. You don't even need racing stuff in there. Rocket League has already put all kinds of stuff depending on the version you're yeah. playing. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But, you know, it's also, you know, it's been out for over a year on the PlayStation. It's been out several months on the Xbox One and PC and stuff like that. But, you know, to kind yeah, of... Yeah, but that, that, that is like a big hit that's still very active. So that, that's yeah. also and, and something that makes sense. If they, say, if they say you can play Rocket League toilet you know a lot of people are gonna like that you know and and, and i do i would play rocket league on my toilet and i do think (laughs) i I do think a big part of that would also be making sure that you can have cross-platform play with other systems um Mm. to help build up that audience but yeah i do think there are several games that have come out recently and to your point overwatch and rocket league are kind of games as services they are something that continues to get support, so it's not necessarily an 8-port. I mean, it is an 8-game, but it's not an 8-port because they, you know, you keep on getting new stuff every so often. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and both those games that are still really actively being yeah, played. Like, when, when late ports, I'm mostly uh, speaking about stuff that doesn't look good. It's like late sports game releases and like late single-player game yeah, releases. Yeah, th- those are the big ones, I guess. You know, I, I think Assassin's Creed, whatever that is, next year they need to get on. Um, they, you know, they need Jap- like they have Japanese support, but like, you, they need Final, F- they need Final Fantasy 15. Honestly, I don't see that happening, but mm-hmm. they need, you know, because they've tried, and their their uh, console RPGs don't really do anything. I mean, granted, yes, they'll have a Pokemon game, but because we're getting Sun and Moon this year, that's yeah, it won't be. It'll be two, three years away. Yeah, it's that it's happens. it's a long ways off, and. Yeah, I, I mean, there's nothing to say about that. Like, people are upset, you know, why didn't you host... Pokemon, the Pokemon company does their own thing. We saw this again when the DS transitioned to the 3DS, and Black and White came out right before the 3DS launch, and it's like, why didn't you hold that off on the... Because th- the Pokemon company makes their own rules. And, it makes... and then they went and released more Pokemon games when the 3DS was out and a thing, so, you know... Yeah, so, I mean, that's them. Um... Uh, but I think, you know, Mike, to your point, I think th- their big focus, one, I mean, I think the two biggest takeaways that they didn't really show in the video, but it has come out on spec sheets and stuff, is that Nintendo is letting other people control their destiny now. Because NVIDIA came out, you know, they're doing the, the, the graphic ship and stuff like that, but they also hinted at the fact that they're doing the documentation, the, a- the API, and they're doing some of the OS work. Uh, we know that DNA is working on their account system. That was part of the arrangement with my Nintendo and Mi uh, Plaza, whatever the Mi the the, the the mobile game was. Uh, Mi Tomo. There we go. <laughs> um, and you know that that was part of it as well. So we know it's not just Nintendo 
because we know they can have a tendency to be insecure and not kind of think outside their bubble. So it's nice that they're getting partners. And it's not just any partners. NVIDIA is a very Western company. And DNA yeah. is very mobile focused, so they understand the notion of kind of having a a a account system that works across um, different devices. Yeah, and and now I've been very critical, but also to say some more positive stuff, like stuff they can get that's third party and possibly exclusive. Is like it would be super cool if this thing would get the next Monster Hunter. And I think, I mean, I think, I know, I've seen people hint at that. I mean, Monster Hunter has kind of been Nintendo's baby with Capcom. And it has been very successful for both of them. Yeah. And yeah. I, but at the same time, we kind of had this discussion, if you go back four years ago, when the Wii U launched with a Monster Hunter game that did nothing. Um, granted, it was an enhanced port of a, 3D, uh, of a 3DS game. But... Yeah, but, but, now, but now we would say, like, this Monster Hunter, I mean, this is supposedly the new Nintendo system, and there's not a new handheld coming, at least not for a while, if ever. Um, and and um, for what is the next Monster Hunter coming? Are they going to do another 3DS game? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 can, I, mean, I guess the next one, no, that's out already. It's going to say that's stories, but that's out already. But yeah, I yeah. mean, I think Monster Hunter is a big one. I think the other one that we kind of ignore, because it's never really taken off here, is Level 5. Level 5 has been mm. really great at like, launching new franchises for Nintendo in Japan. And that's a good one if, you know, like, okay, Yokai Watch doesn't really take off here. But they, they have always seemed to be able to launch the next new thing just when they needed it to. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, there are certain, you know, again, we mentioned Pokemon. Fire Emblem has really taken off. And I think Fire Emblem will be a good one to kind of help with the um, ushering in of the RPG genre on that system i mean you know it is what it is but mario and luigi games we've never had a console version of that that would be another rpg for them to get um and to your point and you mentioned this and i could be wrong and maybe i am but i do think they'll continue their handheld line for a while i i my hope is not a new handheld but they continue the 3ds and just cut the price because if you get the 3ds down to like 100 120 bucks it becomes a lot easier for people to buy. What I would do is make the new 3DS the default one now, so that it's yep. easier for indie companies to support their games too. Because right and now, and continue Nintendo selects keep pushing those cheap games for yeah. 3DS. And you know, there's a lot of I'm 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 fine with them further supporting the 3DS, whatever token support it might get. But my problem would just be if they they're finally doing what they should have done with the Wii U, and uh. If they plan to bring out another handle and split their development again, that yeah. would be the most boneheaded decision I could think of. I mean, I would. It's I. I, I don't want to say give people cheap games, but you know there are certain like C and D tier Nintendo teams, kind of the people cutting their teeth on stuff. Uh, you know, like New Super Mario Brothers Two was a like it's a it's the C Mario team working on a pet project, and I think if they had because you know they. At some point, you're going to have too many people doing games. Some people are just going to have their own little thing. And I do think it, it would be nice if the 3DS kind of became their experimental system for smaller, cheaper games. Um, and I think what would happen, and it may not appease a lot of people, is that you don't necessarily need graphically intensive games for that anymore. 
you know, it could be a bunch of like 2D sprites or little 3D games. Or what they've done recently is just reusing assets. You know, they have they have Zelda assets, they have Mario assets, they technically have Metroid assets, which I'm sure everybody has. <laughs> <laughs> you know, They're terrible TV art style, but yeah, they've got Metroid assets. You know, they got mm-hmm. Animal Crossing assets, which they've and they've reused those to varying success. But the fact that they have that, you can you can give it to people. Or the other thing I was thinking of, and this is probably a long shot for Nintendo. It's like, instead of having your teams work on it, give indie developers a chance to work with your franchises on smaller titles for this. Like, you know, like, I don't know anybody offhand. Well, I'm sure there's a ton of people offhand, but give them... Okay, you if, can... if you, it, I, I'm sure most indie developers would jump at the chance to work with any of Nintendo franchises. Yeah, like, you, could give it, you can give it to Sharon and do an F-Zero on the uh, 3DS or something. That's something small that doesn't cost them a ton of money. Because I do think that, not necessarily because I want to continue the handheld line, but I do think that you should always have diversification in your revenue stream. Because, like, say this comes out and this bombs, they really don't have a backup plan anymore. <laughs> like, with the, the Wii U, the Wii U bombed, but they still had the 3DS doing decently. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so, I mean, any final thoughts on the Switch? I'd like to think that Nintendo's backup plan, if the, the Switch goes under, uh, is to just stop doing consoles and put their games on Xbox One and PS4. That'd I, be nice. I, I, I honestly don't think that. I mean, I think their backup plan, well, not backup plan, <laughs> what they're doing now, I think I've said this before, I don't know if I said this on the show, is really smart is that they're diversifying what their output is. Like, you know, we have mobile games, we have, we had Mitomo, we have Pokemon Go, we have Super Mario Run coming out but they're also expanding into theme parks um you know we've heard about you know they've been got a bunch of movies and tv shows um so just kind of expanding outside revenue sources where their brands are kind of still known helps but i do think they need for that for their sake especially for the fact that most of their company still focuses on video games they do need a backup and even if it's something as and, and i know people would probably hate this even if it's something really cheap, like a virtual, like a portable virtual console, like you can buy a Game Boy-shaped device that plays old Nintendo and Super Nintendo and Game Boy, and Game Boy Advance games. I think if you did that for like 50, 60 bucks, and you know, sell the games at the revenue service or something like that. Yeah, like the NES Classic to a Game yeah. Boy Classic. Yeah. So those are possibilities. But yes, I am. I'm. I'm intrigued. I was. It's weird. I. I was one of those people who saw this concept and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And the more I thought about it, it's like that con- the concept is great, but I felt like it's weird coming from me. Like I said, I'm a huge controller fan. I was more excited by the Wii and the Wii U <laughs> because like, those were different. And it was like it offered a world of possibilities where this is just kind of a Nintendo console going back to basics, which I'm sure excites a lot of people. But like coming out of it, I'm like, there's nothing that nothing that comes to mind of them trying something new with this and i know execution wise the wii and the wii u have to, have to be desired for a lot of people but the ideas of them when they were revealed kind of made me intrigued well i think the 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 what what the the concept behind the switch is we can't keep having our uh resources split between two platforms anymore and we need to collapse them you know okay, and, and i think in, in, on paper, I think that's a fantastic idea because, you know, like people say, and you'll get the Wii U this year, it's, you know, there's not been a ton of games from Nintendo on it, but you'll get Nintendo's overall profile this year, and there's been a, you know, a ton of games, mostly on the handheld side, 
Now combine mm-hmm. those two and ima- like, imagine that output on one system. <laughs> and yeah, like they they I think more than any company they make more they publish more games than any company in gaming right now. And if you have all of that on one system, um, it should be something we behold. And I was listening to Easy Allies, something they mentioned, something I always thought was stupid, but they mentioned, it's like, you know, a lot of times Nintendo tends to release a major handheld and a major console game on the same day. So now they can spread that out. And you can have, like, Pokemon come out at the start of November, Mario come out mid-November, and then Zelda come out, like, the first week of December. Yeah. Because we've, you know, we had something similar with that in I think 2011 with 3D World, 3D and Skyward Sword, and I think Pokemon Black and White all within like a four week window. <laughs> but two of those games come out on the same day. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, so before we go, before we wrap it up, we had one more major thing this week. Red Dead Redemption 2 was revealed, and well, let's hear. It, I want to hear Martin start because he's the one who didn't want to share with us before we started recording. Um, well, I've been looking forward to a new Red Dead for a while. I mean, I really love Red Dead Redemption. I mean, I even love the very first Red Dead, which some people tend to forget that there was a Red Dead game before Red Dead Redemption. And, um, like, I, I think Rockstar did such a great job with this announcement. It was like, yeah, now we ha- on Twitter, all of a sudden, we change our logo with the red thing, and now we have the sunset, and people get excited. And then they announced, yeah, we're going to have this Twitch stream with the first footage of, of the new Red Dead. And then it was just a one-minute clip with environments. <laughs> that was fucking lame. Yeah. That seemed kind of really nice. And, and, and to me, this one-minute thing was like, this, this was maybe the next tease you put out on the third day. For, for for how much this was hyped up and of them having footage, I thought like we're going to get like three minute trailer, right? With some maybe some little story tidbits or something like that. It, and and this would be would have been another teaser on the way to that, but it wasn't. This was it. And and this game is coming out end end of twenty seventeen. So it's still a year away. But no, I mean even to your point, I thought that it, it, you can do a good one-minute trailer, one-and-a-half-minute trailer. The problem was this trailer had no real focus. Like, this was a tech trailer. This was like, look at these pretty yeah. environments. And I'm like, it's a very pretty game. But I'm like, that's it. There's, like, no stake, just sizzle. Like, I'm like, it, like I think I, what my initial thoughts was, like, this wasn't gameplay focus. This wasn't story focus. What was this? And yeah. that, that the was... The focus on the fact that it exists and that was it really but they had maybe moods maybe moods if we're generous but i don't (laughs) think it was enough for that yeah it's weird and on top of that i mean i i I bet maybe um daniel was annoyed by that at the end it said xbox one and ps4 that's it (laughs) yeah well, and it'll be out on PC in 18 months' time. Yeah, I was about to say, didn't they do the same thing with GTA V, where like the original release was like Xbox 360 and PS3, and they had to wait for the remastered version on the PS4 and Xbox One to get the PC version out? Yeah. Yep. I, but I, there's I, not going to be a remastered of Red Dead Redemption 2. That's well, exactly. Well, you never know. But yeah, I think the weird thing with that is the... Is, 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 I mean, I guess not the weird thing, but it's like... 
they get rewarded for that because it's not the, 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 the their games don't sell great without a PC version. Like, I know. So no, but still, it's just like, there's it's no fun. excuse. They they have a million bajillion dollars. And oh, there's no excuse. I just I, they, they they basically have carte blanche at Ed Take Two, so I don't yeah. understand why this isn't this isn't happening. And and, and and to your point, I mean, like there are very few video game companies in this world that could have done what they did because, like, this was in the middle of October, no real build up. Uh, I mean, the week was a great build up. The the reveal was going to let down, but it's like, yeah, this this was it. Like, this wasn't an E3. This wasn't Gamescom. This wasn't PlayStation Experience. This was just like Take Two saying we're going to release the trailer on Tuesday, and int- um on Thursday, and the interest throughout the week was just amazing. Like it, you know, like Monday they had the header, Tuesday they revealed the poster, and like first gameplay trailer coming out on Thursday, and interest just spiked. And then the trailer came out, and I could have told you, it swelled like nothing happened. It just kind of came out like a wet fart. It it existed and it left. Um, it didn't help that, you know, I compared to, and this is a different genre altogether, but with, same day, we got the Logan trailer, and the Logan trailer is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Because the Logan trailer says a lot about the film, just not yeah. very explicitly. You know, you can get a lot out of it. Just, you don't get anything out of the Red Dead trailer, apart from the fact that it's not coming to PC. And it's a very pretty-looking game. I will give them that much. It's a very pretty-looking game. But, well, yeah. And I'm... Um, I have to say this. I've already seen multiple people, but this is not going to look like this. Oh, I assume <laughs> not. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a very pretty game. But, no, I think, you know, even if they had focused on, like, one one aspect, because I think the poster hinted at this, and I think the end of the trailer hinted at this, but they don't really go into details about it, is it seems like there's a massive, like, either there's a, you have a huge squad, or there's, like, a massive online component to this, because there's, like, seven right is at the end and there's like what seven people on the poster so is this like a massive like multiplayer red dead redemption game is this your your posse for this game or what well there definitely is a multiplayer component um in the press release apparently there is like a short mention of multiplayer which makes sense cause without any details yeah because red dead had it but like is that is that going to be the bulk of the game or is it a separate mode because this made me think that there's going to be like seven people who can kind of play along and have this Western adventure? But... What if this? What if this game was actually real co-op? Yeah, that's what I mean. That'd like, be really cool. Like if that yeah. if that would have. But I mean, again, at the same time, they got a year, they got plenty of time, so they probably didn't want to. I mean, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend them because they've GTA reveal trailers have are more interesting. This was just there. Like there was nothing that said like. Outside of that shot of like the seven people on the horseback at the end, I can't tell you anything that happens in the trailer. Like, well, the GTA can... reveal trailers, they sort of introduce you to a character. Or mm. or the city, and this is just... Yeah. I mean, I guess if you like bisons, this is the trailer <laughs> for you. It tastes good. <laughs> I don't think they were eating them. <laughs> Probably well. <sighs> okay, so... It would be a waste not to eat them. <laughs> I don't. I, do, I just. I'm glad that I don't have to care about a game because it's not coming out. <laughs> so you know. And it's not even like it's not even like a subtle like it may come to PC. They're just like no, there's no PC version as of now. So <laughs> there you go. Fuck you, billions of people that bought it on PC. Yeah. And <laughs> GTA Five on PC. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean it's a shame because the PC version of GTA Five is really good. 
Um, yeah, I unlike GTA 4's PC version, you know, they can they can make PC versions when they want to. And it's just the wanting to bit that Rockstar seems to have a real big problem with. And and here's the weird thing to me now is like because of how consoles are now, you're not just making two versions anymore. You're making at least four versions because you got to make sure one mm. that runs on Xbox One, one that runs on PlayStation Four, one that runs on Xbox Scorpio, one that runs on PlayStation Four Pro. Like, yes, they're all. You, know, you can have the same base game, but you have to make sure that they run properly, up-res this, down-res that, and all this fun, fancy stuff. So why not go ahead and make a PC version? You're already going through all this, this focus testing, this QA, I should say. Yeah. And like I said, they've got the money. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing. Take and people want on. Rockstar games on PC. If they said, oh, GTA V only sold, you know, 10,000 on PC, that's fine. I understand if people don't want the games, but GTA 5 has sold over 5 million on PC alone, you know? Yeah, it, it sells tons on PC. It, hell, it's actually a game that sells physical PC copies. Yeah. It charts. That's how good, how well it does. Yeah. So it's shocking. Just Probably shocking at this shocking. point. <laughs> yes. Okay, so anything else you folks want to say before we begin to wrap up? Nah. Battlefield 1 is fun. Oh, so is Gears of War 4. But Gears, yep. of, War, Gears of War 4 is Gears of War. <laughs> yep. It's a really good Gears of, Gears of War. Yeah. I, I I stopped playing, well, because I got annoyed by the microtransactions. Oh, I was going to say, I got annoyed by all of the new enemies. <laughs> like, I they don't bother me. I actually like them. I don't mind. They're just annoying to fight. A lot of them are just bullet sponges. Or, you know... More... Well, Gears enemies have always been bullet sponges. Yeah, but not the ones that like, drone like <laughs> are in spots. <laughs> eh, you don't have to shoot them. No, you don't have to shoot them, but they're a pain. Um, and the, the, uh, anything that charges and them... Bo- bo- and those are basically just boss fights. It's not like you encounter them all the time. Well, you do. I mean, I'm, in, I'm on Act 3, and I've encountered... Not the, not the Snatchers, but the... Um... What's the baby snatchers called? I mean, the pouncer? Yes. You don't have to shoot them at the weak no, spot at you all. you don't have to, but like, it's it's easier. Um, I, actually, what I find easiest now is just to have them pounce on a teammate and knock them down and cut them in half. It's, it makes the fight yeah. so much. It makes the fight so much shorter. <laughs> um, or just or, shoot boom shot on them. It's like the boom shots are everywhere. Eh. Uh, but yes, we'll, I usually have one with me. <laughs> but we'll have more discussions soon. I guess before we wrap up, I guess I should mention the working theory in my head, and we'll see how far we get with this in execution, is part of the reason we haven't done this podcast is, one, a lot of us are just going through a lot of different changes, work, school, life, and all that fun jazz, and it's just been really difficult to schedule everybody. The other thing it's is... Not, it's actually not fun for the most part, but continue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just saying... <laughs> The other thing is that when you think about it, I think our time difference is nine hours um, from like, Martin to Jason, who's on the West Coast of the United States. So it's a very tiny window that all of us are actually to- can be together, which is usually weekdays, uh, weekends, I should say, around, I guess, early afternoon for me, um, early evening for you folks, and like early morning for people out behind me. So it's just been, you know, it's not, it's not easy. And when you factor in a weekend fact, 
uh, the weekend. It really, it's only Saturday because Sunday is pretty much off the table because a lot of people on this podcast watch football, so it's always football Sunday for a good portion of the year. <laughs> so the Luckily working... not us. We don't care about the sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the uh, working idea is to try to have alternating podcasts where it would be Daniel, Martin, and Pet- Petre. Uh, wherever he is, um, do one one week, and then the opposite week would be me, Anthony, and Jason, uh, just because, one, it's a lot easier to manage the time uh, differences, and it's much easier, to, it's much more flexible, like, we can record, like, I record, uh, I guess now, the Amazingly Average show on Thursday evenings, because all of us are within two hours, so we can do it at 10pm and be done before I need to go to bed anyhow, um, so... That was be that would be the idea, and then for like major events like this, or you know, uh, PlayStation Experience in December, E3, uh, Game Awards shows and stuff like that, we would have a joint podcast. And I mean, I would oh, I'm available for most of these things anyhow, as long as I give some type of heads up. Um, I can do you know most weekends if I'm not traveling and all that fun jazz. And you know, if the folks do, if they do, if they if they decide to do it weeknights, that's of course off the table. By the time I get home, it's like midnight for you folks. So mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, that's the idea going forward. Um, and I also do think that just because of our interest, that it would, I think it would diversify the game talk. Just because I think you folks would talk about different stuff than we talk about. Um, you know, Anthony's a big Nintendo fan. Jason's kind of. I, I want to say he's a big Sony fan, but that's partially because he works for them. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm all over I, the place. I just I just play everything. Yeah. Give a fuck. <laughs> and I also think you know just just as a way to get different opinions. There will be news that will be repeat between the two, just because I do think there's certain news that are bigger than anything else, and there's certain news that just kind of falls through the cracks that nobody cares about. Um, you know, like the Assassin's Creed movie trailer this week, nobody talks about that. Um, it looked like shit. I was so, <laughs> I was so disappointed. Like, in, they said that they like, they said this, and I was hoping that somebody misspoke. You know, they were like, "Oh, it's going to make seventy percent in the present, and thirty percent in the past, or something like that." And I watched it and I'm like, "God damn it, they were right." Like, all right, yep. the stuff you don't it's care like about. It's like doubling down, even in the movie, on the worst parts <laughs> of the game. So I'm like, I, I I can't I I don't understand. I don't I don't get that either. You would think that the ancient center would be much more interesting um, yep. to watch, and it's a lot more action oriented. But I don't make these movies. I mean, whoever wants to lose money, go for it. Um, raising it around Christmas isn't going to help either. I think it's a week after Star Wars, so that's. I thought it's the same week as Star Wars, but I might be mistaken. No, I thought because this is December twenty first. I want to say like Star Wars is like the fourteenth or something like that. Maybe. Um, I'm hoping it's not the same week as Star Wars because that's really dumb. <laughs> so yes, I mean that's the fan. I don't know when we're going to execute that. I do say I do want to get back into the habit of actually doing this. So maybe throughout the rest of the year we might just do this weekly. Maybe just the three of us. Maybe if we can find a fourth person, we'll do that throughout the rest of the year, and then we'll return. We'll start next year and start doing this. Um, again, selfishly, partially. You know, I, I've just got a lot going on in my plate right now and just trying to move on with my life. So doing this and doing the other show and committing, like, 
maybe six hours a week to podcasting and recording and editing and all that fun jazz really does kind of take a toll in every other aspect of my life so i'm trying to find ways to still do do these because i love doing them but also being fair of my time and everybody else's time as well so we'll see how yeah i i am i'm going to say to that it's not like i don't enjoy doing the show i actually really do it's just hot right now yeah yeah and i and you know it's something that i think we it's something that you all have to you we all have to come to face with it's like we grow up you get older um and life has a lot of commitments um that you have to you know like i I work for you know we all work um i i've actually been a lot more active this year and just doing stuff um you know seeing old friends going on vacation um the work-related events um site-related events you know i've done new york comic-con i've done pax prime i've done pax east i've done san diego comic-con this year it's just been a very hectic year for me and it's just something that wasn't feasible to continue doing all the time and still be fit everybody because again you know we've had this we've had this happen before like well We'll be like, okay, we're all going to do it Sunday, and then Sunday comes, and this person's running eight, this person can't make it anymore. You know, we'll postpone it until then, and then that's not fair to anybody who shows up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's the fan. Um, like I said, I may, may, we'll, we'll might do this throughout the rest of the year, and then we'll do this new fan. Um, partially because I mean we haven't done it this year, so there's a lot of video games to catch up on, um, and I'm sure there's going to be news. Like I said, PlayStation experiences in about five weeks. Um, we will definitely talk about that I would say Um, I have a friend who I might try to get on here for uh, the PlayStation VR talk who actually has one who's actually supposed to be writing up an article for the site so we'll see how that goes oh and I guess yeah, another commitment I have is to a third party which I'll talk about at a later date when I actually can finalize all that stuff but that's it's a very exciting project for me and I hope that is revealed I will say it's gonna if it gets revealed it's gonna be closer to the Assassin's Creed movie coming out um, so, yeah, look forward to that. So, yes, um, until then, you can find us at NerdsOnTheRocks.com, where we cover video games, comic books, movies, TV shows, and all that fun jazz. So, for Daniel, Martin, and myself, this has been a Duo Wilden episode in 2016. <laughs>